0: Thank you for tuning into the new Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Turn to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verses uh, 1 and 2 is what I'm going to read. We've been talking about for several weeks now, Several weeks now. I think we're in our eighth week, dealing with prayer. Amen. Prayer is, is one of our weapons. We were talking about the weapons of prayer. So do you remember what we dealt with a, a couple of months ago, a standard-issued equipment for every believer? Amen. We talked about that, the whole armor of God. And then we moved on into dealing with one of the weapons that we have as a believer is our prayer life. Amen. So in Luke chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, it reads like this. And it came to pass that he, as he was praying in a certain place, when he had ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Verse number 2 says this, And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so, as, so in earth. Now, for our supporting scripture, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 5 through 9. Just a little trivia out there. You know, we have certain synoptic gospels where certain events was recorded um, by different writers throughout the Bible. Right? This is kind of one of those events where they're not exactly sure if Jesus taught this again or if it was the exact same teaching that, that, that Matthew and Luke wrote, wrote about. Well, Matthew was actually written about 10 years before Luke amen that's that stuff i'm talking about knowing the stats (laughs) amen sometimes they don't don't mean too much we want the revelation that we're going to get from it but sometimes it's good to know the stats amen amen Amen. (laughs) matthew chapter 6 verse 5 through 9 from the new living translation and it says this when you pray don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. verse number seven, it says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the gentiles do they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you have need of even before you ask and verse number nine says pray like this our father in heaven may your name be kept holy and then he continues into what we we are, are commonly known as in the lord's prayer amen just before you have your seats well, go ahead. matter of fact go ahead and have your seats amen and let's pray. Father, we bless you on today. We give you glory and we give you honor. We, we magnify you, Lord. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance that we may be even dealing with right now. And even in this teaching, in this series, God, teach us to pray. God, give us an unction to always pray, to communicate with you. The Holy Spirit, we need you on this morning. I need you this morning. All of us need you. Our, our confession is that everyone in here is good ground. And the word when the word is sown, is going to be sown in good ground, it's going to bring forth fruit in their lives, our lives, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold to your glory and for our good. We love you, can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your Son Jesus that we do pray, and all the people of God shout. Amen. Real quick, I want to talk to you about this scripture, right, fast. It, 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 Jesus is telling them, "Don't, you know, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly in the street corners and in the synagogues." Now, as I told you on last week, that the Jewish, in the Jewish culture, they would pray three times a day. They would pray at nine o'clock, twelve o'clock, and then three o'clock. But a lot of times, you know, when they would pray, some of them would be boastful in their prayers. They would pray all loud, and you know, they want people to know that they're praying. I told you guys I had a chance to travel to Israel. And we had a study for two weeks. It was some pastors, a group of pastors went there. And man, we was in that book for two weeks. It was incredible. One portion of our, our travels, we had a, a guy that was taking us around. And he was actually a, a Jewish guy um, that was taking us around. And he was actually, he called himself, uh, con- it was a conventional Jew. In, not, in other words, he wasn't an Orthodox Jew to where he would always wear all of the, the garb or the things that they would normally wear that some of the Jewish sects would, would wear. So he would wear jeans and all that kind of stuff. But everything else about him was Jewish, you know, through and through. So he was a gentleman that had, had he, at the particular time, he believed the Messiah had not come, right? So you're saying, well, why would, this, why, why would this guy you know be taking y'all on a tour? Because he knew the book, he knew the history. He would take us to these different sites and we would go into the book, he would grab his Hebrew book and we would read scripture and he would, we was teaching, he was you know, showing us different things. Matter of fact, we went to one particular site and he told, he called us aside. site he said, come here. He said, what they're telling them is not true. See, it was a tour. Amen? If you ever get a chance to go to, to Israel, I mean, I would really, you know, it's, it's an incredible place because you, you can, the Bible does, it, it comes alive because you can just see the, the manifestation of God. I mean, you, you know, you, you walk in the same places, and some many interesting things that happen over there, but it's not Disney World. Right. right? So, what has happened, in, and even over there, so many people have venerated and made, you know, made um, monies of certain things that are the holy sites, and they would do things, you know, they're they trying, to, they trying to, to make some money. Amen. The Via Dolorosa is in Jordan non-believers. A Muslim country. So we're walking to Via Della Rosa and, they, and you know, they're selling all the at, uh, um, artifacts in the little, you, you know, and they don't even believe in Jesus. But they're trying to make that money. You see what I'm saying? Right? So just throwing that out there, but while we was with this young man, and one of the pastors that was with us, man, he was crazy. He was so funny. A pastor out of Georgia. He said, man, I'm a, he gonna be converted before we leave. I'm like, come on, man. Let's just Let's go, you know, let's go through the tour. But what we was able to do was to be able to share our faith. And just like it was here, three times a day, no matter where we was, this brother, he would, but he would be polite about it. He said, could you guys excuse me? Because I need to go pray. And he would go, and he would go off to himself, and he would pray. But Jesus is not talking about the ones that would do that, right? He's talking about the ones that would be boastful in their prayers, to, to, to try to let you know that I'm spiritual because I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm, I'm, doing what the Torah says we need to do. I'm keeping the commandments. I won't let you know I'm keeping them. Amen? Jesus was talking about, no, that ain't how it works. And then it went on down to say, it says, when you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. Now, the Gentiles, because they prayed to different gods, right, they would have different things that they would pray all the time. So they just, you know, just like, um, like chanting and all that kind of stuff. Jesus said, don't be like them. You can't go trying to, you know, say the same thing. It doesn't mean that when you go to the Lord, sometimes you'll talk to him about the same stuff. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying that you cannot, you know, pray the same thing. What he's saying, don't be like the Gentiles, because they have scripted stuff that they just babble on and on and on. Ain't no power in that. Right? So he's telling when you pray you know go to a secret place and it's just you and God it's a relationship that you're having with him and now you can pray to him and when you pray to him say our father and then it goes on right it goes on to say there so for a subject today this is our subject today just simply talk to God because he is listening amen somebody say talk to God he is listening so before we go any further in the, in, the, uh, in the message, I want you to see this short video and then we're going to talk about it later. But just kind of look at this and then kind of pay attention and, and um, see what you see. My prayer life is
1: vibrant and it's active daily. I like to commune with God at nighttime. I get under those warm covers and I kiss my wife goodnight and I just start talking to God, just me and God, tell him everything. Makes me just sleepy just thinking about it. And there I am just laying in bed, laying out my request to him, and he's hearing me. I know that I'm in good company. Where was I? The efficiency of one's prayers are directly congruent to the position of one's body. Therefore, the legs should be saying, God, help me. Amen. There are times that me and God do not talk, and that is not God's fault, that is mine. I just get so busy. And so when I do end up talking to God, I really just try to impress him, give him a show, just to show him how much I love him. So excuse me, will you, as I pray to God. Oh heavenly Father, O oh, heavenly Father, beseech me not unto thee, how now, brown cow? Oh, thy soul is so dry, and if I can just catch a morsel of who you are, so verily, merrily, down the stream. God, I just want to be used by you, God. I want, I want to be soft and light and light. Salt, and and malt and peppers, and oregano, and pepperoni, and red and those little bit When I like to get my prayer on, uh, there's some things I keep in mind. Um, I think it's totally awesome that uh, God is like Santa Claus, and he wants to give you the things that you want. Therefore, you need to keep lists of things. My list currently has 745 prayer requests on them. So then when I go to the Lord in prayer, it looks a little something like this. I'll just pray real quick. Um, Let's see, the Uno thing on my list is my mom, and so I'll pray for her now. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this sweet salt of the earth lady that you have blessed me with to be my mother, and I tell you thank you. And although I know that I'm called to respect her, and I give her all due respect, there's also an issue of something she truly needs, and that is to stop a yapping. Lord, she yaps and she doesn't know how to stop yapping. So could you please make her mute just for a day? Nothing permanent. Don't hurt her, I love her. Just mute her. Take your big God remote and push mute on her channel. That would be great. Henceforth I would go on and pray all 746
2: things. God, you are greater than anything this world has to offer. And I can't wait for you to come back and get us. But until that time comes, would you help me just to, just to live my life day after day as if I'm just walking hand in hand with you? God, I, I have a lot of needs. And I have a lot of wants. And sometimes I get those things confused. Help me to just trust you to meet my needs. And be thankful when you give me those other things that I just want. God, I have blown it so many times today and I'm sorry. Thank you for your forgiveness. I don't take it for granted. And God, as I start this day out, I'm just reminded that this world is filled with so many spiritual potholes. Please help me to walk in such a way where I won't stumble so much. And as I'm going through this day, God, Help me to live my life in such a way that would bring you glory and honor. May the life that I live be a life of worship to you.
0: Amen. Amen. So did you see what I saw? Amen. We've been sharing about what prayer is. And I love that little video what prayer is is us having a real conversation with the Lord so the the last gentleman that we saw praying to the Lord he was praying Matthew 6 but it wasn't in the King James it was in whatever language he whatever his name was it was in his that's how we commune and talk to God amen So I'm going to do a quick review, amen, of some of the things that we talked about because prayer is so important. I don't want us, I want us to be to, to, the goal of every believer, as I said a couple of weeks ago, is to be conformed unto the image of his son. Sonship is our, everyone's goal. That's to be a mature person in the Lord. Amen. And that does take a process. It takes a process, and that's why we have the scriptures. That's why we had a five-fold ministry, gifts. That's why we have one another. It's to help us walk through this process. Amen. We have to walk through this thing called life. God said, Jesus said himself, keep them in the world, but God protect them from the evil one. Listen, as long as we got to live in this earth, we want to live it by the kingdom rules. I understand that we live in these United States of America, but we are, we are a part of the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of the kingdom. Yeah. That's right. And there's certain citizens or certain rights that you have. And the way to communicate it is a king in the kingdom of God is through prayer. Amen. Jesus said in Luke, Luke chapter 18, he says, men ought to always pray and not to faint. Or when he said not to faint, meaning not to, or to always pray and stay in faith. Yeah. We have to get to the place where we pray in faith, not in fear. Right. right? And be real with the Lord. Right. You got to be honest with him sometimes. Can, can I be honest? There's been some times, man, where I have not necessarily prayed in faith. All right? right? I'm praying almost in fear, almost like a 911 call. Like, God, if you don't do something, there's a difference between saying that, God, if you don't do something, it won't get done. But if you're doing this in faith, you already see it done before it's done. Do you hear what I'm saying? But when you pray that same prayer in fear, you can't sleep at night. Help me, somebody. So we got to get to the place where the you know, men ought to always pray and not faint. That means we to always communicate with the Lord and to communicate with him in faith, not in fear. Amen. So prayer should be a lifestyle, right? It should be something that we do all the time. Think about something that you do all the time. It becomes a lifestyle to you, right? So prayer should be that to the believer. But I, I'm afraid that sometimes like one of the little gentlemen said, you know, God, I, I don't talk to you like I, I should. It's my fault. A lot of times it's our fault because we're not communicating with him all the time. And, and now, listen, now, for you to communicate is just to talk to him. I want to just continue to reiterate that. Just talk to your God. And here's what will happen. The more you learn about him, the more, the more you learn about his promises, the better your conversation is. Right? It's just like having a relationship with somebody. If you don't know how to commune with it, you, you know, you, if you meet somebody for the first time, if y'all don't have nothing in common, y'all probably just don't look at each other. Ain't got nothing to talk about. Right? But when you understand and begin to get into his book and begin to, 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 to talk about and see his promises, you got a lot to talk to God about. Amen? Then you get to the place where you learn to listen to him. Amen, somebody? Then, then Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, he's dealing with this young church in Thessalonica. In the 5th, 5th chapter, he's kind of wrapping it up, and he's telling them, listen, he's encouraging them. He said, you listen, never stop praying. A young church, and that's what we got to tell new believers. Hey Amen? Don't stop praying. But here's the thing about your prayers, and they don't have to be long. They don't have to... <laughs> If you go, listen, if you go through this book, man, and, and look at most of Jesus' prayers, now, his long prayers that, that we, we probably say the long prayers that he had was when he went, went, um, went away by himself and spent time with God. Amen. But most of the time he prayed in public, it was short. Lazarus, come forth. Amen. So, Father, I thank you that you heard me. You already know what you're going to do. He blessed this bread and blessed these fish. Now, y'all pass it out. Amen, somebody. Amen. So listen, all your prayers don't have to be long prayers. Just talk to them. Tell them what you want. Amen. Have you ever been around somebody that just talked too much? They, you know, they they go all around the bus to get to what they're trying to tell you. You be like, just tell them what you want. The only thing that we got, you know, that we got that's that's kind of in our, you know, in our, our favor is that God already knows what we have need of even before we ask. Amen. That's the only thing working in our favor. Because you know some of us would be like, he, he knows. <laughs> Amen. And then we talked about one of the things we dealt with is what does answered prayer look like? Right? Listen, you, we have to learn to recognize or to accept answered prayer. Right? So your answered prayer may become, I love what you, what you, what you shared a couple of weeks ago. I kept, kept saying it. It's like you're asking the Lord to help you with your health. Hey, man, you know, you're you're dealing with whatever illness that you're dealing with. And the doctor says, you know, you can kind of help that if you just um, change your diet. Right? Guess what you just got? You just got the answer to your prayer. Because here's the thing. There's something greater than a miracle. The thing that's greater than a miracle is obedience. When you're obedient to God, amen, you don't need a miracle all the time. We're not supposed to live our lives as believers always want miracles. Come on, now. Come on somebody. We're supposed to live our life as a, as a kingdom citizen, always walking in health. Come on now, always having sound mind, peace of mind, always being kind to people. Now, there are times where we are in a place where we, God, you the only one that can do this and he can't intercede and, and answer your prayer with a miracle, right? And then we have to get, get to the place where we're able to wait on the Lord. Yes. Amen. Because you know, we're in this microwave generation. And it ain't any micro no more. I don't know, what's, what's faster than micro, nano or whatever? They want, we want it now, not they, we, we want it now. Amen. God, I thank you right now. And it's okay to pray that way. I'm not coming against that, that you want it now. But when it don't come, don't think, you know, you you can't, listen, you can't hold God ransom like you got him at gunpoint. God, you better better give me this thing. (laughs) No. It doesn't work like that. Man, you thank him, you love him, you say, I know you got it. I know you can do it. I believe you can do it. I I know you love me, and I love you, and I'm just going to wait here for it. Patience is a virtue, somebody. Come on now. It is. So here's the next question. Here's the next thing. What if the answer to your prayer is no? Oh, we don't want to hear that one. Oh, we don't quote the All the promises of God are, are, are yes and amen. Amen. Yeah, his promises are yes and amen, but what if his answer to your prayer is no? So who we got Paul. Paul is on the scene, right? He talked about this 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 messenger from Satan that was sent to buffet him. Paul said, "Now we're talking about the one who worked, who wrote three quarters of the Bible, of the New Testament." Amen. Paul. Now you know, y'all know Paul was bad, man. Yeah. But Paul (laughs) prayed three times, and you know what his answer was? I heard you, Paul. I know you want me to get rid of this thing. But my grace is sufficient because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So what if God the answer to your prayer is no. He wants you to, listen, he, want, he, wants, he wants to boast in your infirmity. He wants to boast in your weakness. Because the, the weak parts of your life, that's where you depend on God. When I am weak, that's when he is strong. If you always strong, he ain't got nothing to do in your life. When, when you get to the place where you're weak in some areas you can call on him, he shows you how strong he is. He shows you how strong he is. We're always dependent on him. Amen. Somebody say, it's all about him. Because he's the center, the circumference. He's the sum, he's the substance, he's the balance, he's the beauty. What's the rest? Of everything our life is all about. It's all about him. Come on, somebody shout it. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Amen. And dealing with answered prayer, amen, I just love that. I just want to flow right. It's all right. And even dealing with answered prayer. When God answered your, answers your prayer, and he will, man, and it's obvious, our response should not be because I prayed. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. You can talk to other people and say, well, how did that happen? And then you're telling them, man, this is how it happened. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered my prayer. And now I'm thanking him for answering my prayer. But sometimes we can get to the place where we boast in our praying. No, we can't boast in us praying. Because it's not about us necessarily us praying, it's about the person of prayer, right? Because if you didn't have the right person of prayer, if you didn't have a God that could answer your prayer, it'll never get answered. You could pray all day long, and it'll never get answered. But your God and my God, he has the ability to answer your prayers. Amen, Amen, somebody. That's why, man, we got to remind this generation now, and, and listen, keep ourselves on track, too, of who you're praying to. Man, we don't pray to the universe. I can't pray to a tree. Nature can't do nothing for me. Matter of fact, the Bible says that nature is, is, is groaning and moaning, waiting for, the, waiting for you to take your rightful place. Because you know why? You have dominion over it. Yeah, you do. You're a kingdom citizen. You were created to have dominion over everything, everything that God created. Amen, somebody. So we have to know that who we're praying to. We're praying to a God that has the ability to do everything that you need, everything. I don't know about you, man. I've got some prayer requests that's out there that I'm, I'm, I'm learning to patiently wait for them to be manifested. And some of the things that I'm praying about, I have to participate in. Yeah, that's right? That's right. right? We, we want to be like the children of Israel sometime. We want manna to fall from heaven. And then when they keep falling, we say, that ain't enough. I need some meat. <laughs> <laughs> and he still supplied their needs. Amen. But it got to the place God got tired of that. He said, you know what? Uh, 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 I'm raising up a new generation. Y'all going to die in this wilderness. Joshua and the ones under 20, they coming in. You can't go in. You've been complaining the whole time. I've been providing for you the whole time. Amen, somebody. Talking about praying to the God. So sometimes the answer would be no. Our prayers doesn't inform God. It invites God. You can't tell him about nothing that you want because he knows everything that you want and he knows everything that you need. Even before you ask, Isaiah 65 and 24, you don't have to turn there, I'm going to read it to you. It says, I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Yes, yes. He's going to go ahead. He knows what we need. Lord knows, man, but I'm going to keep talking to him, man. I ain't going to stop. He knows we need a building. Right. Hallelujah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to pack up that on expedition every week. Every week, man, I'm going to take those speakers out there and put it all in until God gives us a building. You know why? Because he wants us to have a building. Why? Because we want to advance the kingdom here in the earth. That's why we do what we do, man. That's why we gather. That's why we have a church is to advance his kingdom. Hallelujah. Don't, don't you want to see the sick healed? Don't you want to see the lame walk? Don't you want to see blinded eyes opened? He can do that through us, through you. To his sons and his daughters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then what we talked on last week, amen, we were talking about being thankful. We came out of Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? That was the secret ingredient, amen. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God. I'm telling you, man, when you pray to the Lord and you know he's answering your prayer, he gives you peace. He gives you a good night's sleep. Amen. You ain't worrying throughout the day. You don't know how your ends going to meet. You just know they're going to meet. Anybody been there? I'm telling you, I done been there. Didn't know how the ends was gonna meet. All I knew was they was gonna meet. Amen. Amen. So God, I need to go and get some sleep. You the one that never sleep no slumber, but I need some sleep. Amen. So we talked about being able to get to the place where we thank Him. And when you when you when you thank the Lord and you thanking Him sincerely for something that's already been manifested, that's when He gives you peace. And it's the peace that surpasses all understanding. And the word says that it'll keep your hearts. And your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, that mental thing is a big thing. I'm so glad now, even in the body of Christ, that we're actually actually accepting that people deal with mental illnesses. Amen. Because your mind can be sick just like it's a part of your body, right? But he said, I came to give you peace of mind. He's a mind regulator. Come on, somebody. He is a heart fixer. He'll do it, man. He'll be with you all the time, even to the end. So listen. So what we're talking about is prayer. We're talking about talking to the Father, talking to someone who loves you. The love of the Father, the love that he has for you is something that it, it's the thing that opens the conversation. The, things that op- the thing that opens the conversation is the love that he has for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? So what was was unique about when Jesus taught this to his disciples in both Luke and and, and Matthew, he taught them to say, our father. This was unique because Jesus would always talk about his father or the father, but now he said, listen, he's your daddy too. And I'm your elder brother. This is is your father also. But the father that you pray to is a God of love. Amen? Amen? He loves you. God has the ability to do everything that you need. But here's the thing. When we have a relationship with someone, a a real relationship with someone, someone who who you know that loves you unconditionally, you're not ever afraid to talk to them. When a person has a problem or a hesitation to talk to someone, it may be because they don't really think they love them. But when someone shows you that they they love you, when they just lavish their love on you, man, you're not afraid to talk to them. You want to tell them everything. Why? Because you know that they love you. And the God that we have, he loves you. He loves you unconditionally. He loves me unconditionally. He loves you in your mess. He loves you in your stress. He knows you, listen, he knows you, you, you know, you may not be the, the brightest apple that fell from the tree, but he still loves you. No matter what you do, you cannot, you listen, you cannot, you, you can't stop him from loving you. And one of the things about I love our God so much, he proved it. You know, man, uh, back in the day, there used to be a song, I can't remember, I think it was um, Tony Braxton, Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night. Because love does certain things. Love will prove itself. Don't tell Tony I'm quoting Tony Braxton. Praise. Him. Don't tell me that you but I'm gonna use her thing. Amen. Don't tell me that you love me and you didn't come home last night. Because if you really love me, you would have brought your tail home. Amen, <laughs> amen somebody. I ain't make nobody have no flashbacks, did it, amen? <laughs> We're gonna keep it moving. Praise we're gonna keep it moving. Amen. Love should have brought you home last night. So love love proves himself. So in first John Chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. I'm gonna read this from the New Living Translation. Hey, Amen. I'm about to get ready to wrap this thing up too. First John chapter 4 verse 9 through 10. New Living Translation it says this God showed us. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Verse 10 says this, this real love, somebody say real love, this real love, not that we love God, right? Come on now, not that we love God, but that he loves us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. He loved us so much, man, that he's willing to give his very best for us. Something that we quote all the time, man, and we cannot make this a nursery rhyme. John 3, 16. For God so loved, right? You finish it. The world, right, shall not Amen. You know, verse 17. For God sent his son into the world not to do what? Not to condemn the world, but that through him that the world might be saved. First of all, he loves you so much. He loves us so much that he sacrificed his only begotten son. Amen, somebody. And then he said, he said listen, I, this, I'm giving you my son because I love you. I want to save you from your sins. I'm not going to condemn you. I know you messed up so that I don't have to tell you you messed up. I just need to give you this free gift to, to tell you that you, I love you. And when I, when I lavish my love upon you, you can talk to me about anything. When you know that he loves you, you can talk to him about anything. Hallelujah. Daddy, I know you love me and you don't condemn me. You've already Amen. saved me. Amen. Amen, somebody. Oh, I need to be saved. You made a way. Amen. He's already provided a way. I know you did it. You, I know you did it because you love me. You wrote the check. Amen. Oh, you wrote the check. Amen. 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 And I'm here to cast it. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can go ahead and give me some software. I'm about to close right now. God loves you so much. I love this scripture in Zephaniah. Zephaniah 3 and 17, it says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he shall calm all your fears. Did you hear that? With his love. With his love, he shall calm all your fears. When you know that he loves you, He'll calm your fears. Amen, somebody. And then it goes on to say, he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. The Lord is singing over you. Come on now. He loves you and he's got a song just about you. I can't wait to hear my song. See, God, what was the song you were singing over me? Amen, somebody. I believe they're personal. I believe he's singing songs over us just about you. Amen, somebody. But what God is looking for, he's looking for a real relationship. Now, here's the thing about the Lord, about our Father and, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ, that we have to know that he loves us unconditionally. He does, man. He calls you the beloved. We are the beloved, right? So that's what way we have to tell even our young men and our young women, don't worry about him loving you or her loving you. First of all, know that he loves you. Amen, somebody. And once you get, once you get comfort in the, in the love of the Lord, you can do anything. Right. Amen, amen. Anything. He loves you. And he loves you unconditionally. So I'm going to go back to our supporting scripture. I want to read this scripture again and, and, and kind of remind you of the video that we just saw. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 9, the New Living Translation. It says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can hear them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. Think about the video verse number six, it says, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Verse seven, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over and over again. Listen, the chance and all that stuff is not No, You've got to have a relationship with him. Verse number 8, it says, don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you have need of before you ask him. Then he goes on in verse number 9, it says, pray like this, our Father in heaven, may your name be great and be kept holy. I want to tell you a story when I... Go ahead and bring this to a close i'm gonna end right here with this particular story bless me remember that friend i told you i was talking to yesterday about the um about the ball yeah i'm a develop. that's something it's something to that thing because we'll worship a ball before we will our god you know we'll buy clothes to go to the game before we even think about coming to church what is that what is the what is the enemy doing with that ball Okay, that's another, Okay, I'm getting back, getting back to the story that my, my friend was telling me. So we were talking, and uh, man, you, got, you, you guys will meet him one day, I promise you. You're going to meet him. He, he, man, he's just, whew, he a hoot. Jeff. So we're talking, he's telling me about um, what God has him doing. He's kind of, you know, telling him about he, he's playing golf. And he told me about this particular story. He said, man, there was this 86-year-old friend of ours that would always play golf. 86 years old, 86 years old, retired colonel. Now, first of all, for him to be playing golf at 86 is, that's, that's something in itself. But he said, you know, Pete, one day we were, um, and he said, this, this guy was something else, man. He was just like, you know, he was a riot. And he, and, and the way Jeff lived his life, man, he, you know, he would just live his life, you know, he'd, he'd Jeff loud, and you know, like to have fun and all this stuff. He wasn't, you know, he's a believer, Christian. But he would never go around the golf course, you know, ranting and raving about Jesus this and Jesus that he just go goddamn laugh, have fun, talk junk and play golf but he said this 86 year old one day he said this is so strange, we know God set some things up one day when they were on the driving range together and no one was out there he said that never happens there's always people out there never happens, so him and this 86 year old man is out there, the man's name was Jim and he said for, for some reason they, they talked about God and he said, the guy asked him, how do you know God is real? And Jessup said, man, I, you know, you gotta, man, I know God is real. I can tell you some things about him. I'm telling you, man, he's real. And the guy, the guy was like, well, you know, well, man, I know, I, I know what my destiny is. I, I know I'm just going to hell. And just like, what, what you mean you're going to hell? You don't have to go. He said, you he said, you can go if you want to. But you ain't got to go. He said, man, all the stuff that I've done in my life, he said, there's no way. There's no way. He said, yeah, man, there is a way. Yeah, he loves you, man. He's like, God loves you. He said, you think? He's like, I think. I know he loves you. He said, nah, I done done did too much. There's no way. I know what my destiny is. Then he began to ask Jeff more questions. How do you know? You really think he's real? He said, Jeff, you think I could go to heaven? He's 86. You think I can go to heaven? He said, man, I know you can go to heaven. He said, well, how? He said, just talk to him. And he'll reassure you that you can go to heaven. Did you hear what I'm saying? He said, and Jeff told me, he said, man, I, I didn't tell him, you know, I, I wasn't trying to pray with him or nothing. I said, just, man, just, he told the old man, because he, he said he knew it was the Holy Ghost, because he, later he said he knew it was the Holy Ghost, just, told him, just talk to him. He says, man, just talk to God. He'll tell you what to do. So Jeff said they went on and, and, you know, they finished the little thing on the driving range and he's going through and he said, next thing you know, he saw old Jim drive his little golf cart up on the hill. He went up on the hill by himself. 86-year-old retired colonel goes up on the hill by himself. Jeff said he, later on, he said, "What Jeff doing? He said, He looked out there and he saw him. And he You know, Jeff said, He looked at him and He said, He knew. He said, Something in his heart he said, He's talking to God. He said, yeah, He's talking to God. And sure enough, Jeff said, The man came down and saw him later. He said, Jeff, I'm going to heaven. Right. Look, come on now. He said, Jeff, 86 years old. Jeff, I'm going to heaven. He said, You're going to heaven? He said, Yeah, I talked to him. I know I'm going to heaven. He talked to God. And God reassured him. So, so Jeff, was, he, he, man, man, Jeff said, Man, this guy was one of them. He was a hoot. Jim was some else cussing and stuff. So all the people who knew Jim, they started coming to Jeff. And they said, Jeff, what you tell Jim? What, what you tell Jim? And, you know, I love just reply. He said, I don't, n- listen, I'll talk to Jim. That's a, that, that's a son. That's, that's being a mature believer. He said, don't talk to me. I, I, ain't, I, ain't, talk, I ain't tell Jim not. You go talk to Jim. So now Jim's testimony is I talked to God and he told me. Right. Come on now. 86 years old, thought he was bound for hell. just talk to God he's listening to you so when people come in who don't know the Lord no, we're not we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna beat them over the head with the Bible we're gonna love them with his contents do you hear what I just said we're gonna love them with the contents of this Bible we're gonna love him with the love of Christ and we're gonna encourage them you you have a relationship with God yourself just talk to him 86-year-old colonel retired. And Jim's going to heaven. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And what I love is my buddy didn't do, he had nothing to do with it. That's what he said, man. I ain't got nothing to do. To, go, to, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. So just talk to God. You know why? He's listening. I don't care how long you've been doing what you've been doing he knows he's listening he wants to heal you he wants you to be made whole he wants that that, that root of bitterness that's in your heart give it to him just give it to him he'll take it away lift your hands to the Lord Father we bless you on today we magnify you Lord Jesus yeah we want to be like your disciples teach us how to pray God we want, a, we, want a, we want a lifestyle of prayer Jesus you yourself said your house shall be called a house of prayer our confession is in, in this, this local body of believers that we will pray all the time when we don't know what to do God we will talk to you about it and give us the wherewithal to listen to listen and obey we love you, Father. We love you so much. We bless you. Thank you for this word. Thank you that's going to be sealed in our hearts, that it's going to bring forth fruit in our lives with, with, with having us taking time to pray. We bless you, Jesus. Now, even now, God, we, as I even look around, God, I, I, I believe that everyone here is saved. But we're going to take a moment to pray for the unsaved. God, we thank you that you're sending someone just like you sent someone to this 86 year old on a golf course. You're sending someone to tell these people who are not saved, our loved ones, our coworkers, that there's a God who loves you. You have a savior who loves you. He's prepared a place for you. Prepared a place for you. And the only thing you have to do is accept him in your heart. God, we pray even now, if there's anyone in here that's been in a backslidden condition, God, we thank you that your word says that you're forever married to the backslider. God, they can leave you, but you'll never leave them. And we thank you for that. A third prayer is, God, if there's anyone here that's seeking a church home, seeking a place that they can learn and grow in fellowship and love one another, love, love other saints and grow, I know a good one right here. New Covenant Life Christian Church, we'll be more than happy to have you. Now, Father, again, we love you and we love you, 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 and we love you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Well, God bless you. Amen. Listen, um, go ahead and get your uh, offering envelopes prepared. you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and day this week.